Welcome to the Busy Mumsy Podcast. I'm your coffee-infused host, Ashley Verma, and I'm here to share all my ups, downs, and all-arounds of being a mom to my gorgeous Adia, owning a fitness business called Define London, and truly managing being a unsingle single mom as we cheer on my husband and his amazing business in Uganda. Oh, yes. Oh, oh. Is this a mic check? You heard that right. Uganda, and he is not doing the daily commute. So each week, I will be joined by a fellow inspiring, thriving, and surviving busy mumsy. We all need to take a deep breath together. We try, we navigate, and not be too hard on ourselves. I get it. I am human, and failures simply happen. I am not shiny, and I am never filtered unapologetically. I am, at its best and worst, busy mumsy. Before we get started with this week's show, I have to give a huge shout out to my much-loved sponsor of this episode, the brilliant Ready, Set, Jet. Now, this brand is a must in my makeup bag, and I genuinely love their vegan, cruelty-free, paraben-free, gluten-free, environmentally conscious, I mean, oh my lanta, it is the good stuff for you, especially their beauty batons that do everything I need, cleanse hydrate and deliver full face buildable color essential for all of us mama bears right i'm a great friend with ready set jet founder shalina videra and when i told her about this podcast and my beautiful listeners she was so excited to create a partnership and get involved as the brand's mission is to meet more women where they are in their motherhood journey and enrich their busy lives with versatile makeup that delivers beauty that moves with you and this really does exactly that so you can now discover why I am such a super fan of Ready, Set, Jet. These products are epic. So they've created a fab listener deal. And now are you ready? They are going to give all of you busy mumsy listeners a fab 30% off their amazing beauty batons, which are three skincare and makeup sticks that can replace your whole makeup bag. Trust me, busy mumsies, you will love these. Head to the link in the show notes right now. And don't forget to use the listener only code busy 30. That's B I Z Z I three O. Oh my gosh. Another song just started playing. It's B-I-N-G-O-B-I. Okay, so so let, let's rewind it and let's do this right. That's B-I-Z-Z-I-3-0. Get that discount. Oh my, you're gonna love that 30% off. Yes! See? I know. I got you. I am your hype girl. See how Ready, Set, Jet's amazing range can inspire you to live in your skin and transform the world. Now on with the show. Thanks so much for tuning in for another Busy Mumsy episode. I have a small confession before we dive into today's chat. I'm getting super broody. Like, please, can I have baby number two already? I know, I know. And Ricky's going to like listen to this and be like, holy hell, my wife is a complete mentalist. But it's true. Like, I'm really wanting another child and, um, but the, the issue is, is that we actually need to be in the same country to make this happen, but, um, we will figure out the logistics soon, I'm hoping. Now, in full transparency with this, I had a very easy pregnancy, like very easy. I'm very lucky and not everyone gets to eat the mac and cheese and the chocolate cookies like I get to, as I did in my pregnancy. Um, and the ups and downs of pregnancy can be absolutely horrendous, um, which is, this is going to lead me actually to, to, um, who I have on the, on the show today. It's, um, Leslie Flannery. She is 
bossing life and a mom of two. And she is a registered dietitian and lactation counselor. And to top it up, she is a specialist in gestational diabetes, which I see this as a topic coming up more and more. And I'm training clients that are actually testing um, positive for this. And they have to go through now another stressful added layer to their pregnancy. So to be very honest with you, I'm going to sit here and listen today like you, and I am going to learn I because knowledge is power and I am here to learn today. So please welcome to the Busy Mumsy podcast, Leslie Flannery. Well, hello, Leslie Flannery. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Busy Mumsy podcast. Hi, thanks for having me. Oh, thank you. Now, remind me, you are in Ohio? I am in Ohio. Whereabouts in Ohio are you? I'm in Dayton, which is about 40 minutes north of Cincinnati. Okay, so I was born and raised in Wheeling, West Virginia, so um, on the Ohio River. But um, we used to do dance competitions like all the time in like Dayton, Ohio. So I actually know the area very, very well. I mean, I was born and raised really in Moundsville, West Virginia, but no one knows where that is. So like we always like bypass that and say at least Wheeling so, yeah, I've heard of Wheeling. You've, you've heard of Wheeling, exactly, because because yeah. Moundsville is actually uh, named after the largest man-made mound. So, um, <laughs> if you needed to have some, you know, pub trivia, right, you know, I'm writing you just it down. put that in your back pocket. I have I have helped you out for this this coming Saturday's <laughs> pub crawl. So, anyways, thank you again for joining me on the Busy Mumsy podcast. I see on Instagram that you have celebrated your. 12-year-old son's birthday. Is he 12? Yes. Yes. I officially have a preteen. Oh my he gosh. turned 12 yesterday. It seems like just yesterday he was born. It's crazy. How are you doing? <laughs> I mean, we're getting by. <laughs> of course. So you have two, you, you have two boys. Is, yes, I do have two boys. I'm a boy mom. So You're, my other is seven and a half. Oh my goodness. So 12 and seven. Do they get along? They have their moments. They get along better than I thought because there's four and a half years between them. So, you know, I was like worried a little bit that they wouldn't play together, but they do play together. And then they have their moments like any siblings where they are ready to take each other's heads off. So (laughs) you'll have that. That must be rather interesting in your household. (laughs) Yeah. It's all, it's always interesting in the house. (laughs) So I, you know, I, I want the listeners to know that actually Leslie and I have never met officially in person. So we have only met via Zoom and that was through a lovely friend, client, Shannon, um, mm-hmm. who introduced us. And I always have felt since I've met you that you are such the girly girl and the girly girl mom. And I find it just fascinating that you have two boys that you are wrangling at home. How yeah. on earth are you are, are, are you juggling and keeping that together? I mean, I don't know. Some days I feel like I am like the manager of a frat house some days. You know, I, there are so much about having boys that I have no clue about because I didn't have brothers. I had cousins that I babysat that were boys. So I kind of was into that a little bit. But I mean, the sports, they're just so physical. It's crazy, but I'm, I'm always like, I'm the queen of the household because I'm the only female. I'm the only girl, but it is, it's, it's crazy. I feel like you probably have like a lot of, like a lot of duct tape around the house and you're just like constantly like piecing things back together. Right. (laughs) 
Yes, it is. It's busy and wild. We have a lot of rocks and sticks and just dirt in the house. <laughs> oh my goodness. So rewinding back to your first, well, now 12 year old, but your first child, how was your pregnancy? Like how, how, how what were the ups and downs and all arounds? Yeah, you know, his pregnancy, both of my pregnancies were really good. I love being pregnant. I know there's like two groups of people. Either you love it or you hate it. I love it. And I was very sick with both of them. But besides that, I really, really enjoyed being pregnant. Um, You know, I work strictly with gestational diabetic moms, and I did not have gestational diabetes myself. But fun fact, in my first pregnancy, um, I, I failed my one-hour glucose screening and had to take the three-hour glucose screening. And oh, it was the worst thing I've ever done in my life. It's so gross. But really, there was no, no major hiccups. I would have to say I had generally good pregnancies, healthy. Everything went well. Everything went well. I, I'll have to say that I had a great pregnancy as well was never sick, easy breezy, like lemon squeezy the whole way through. And you have just touched on it. And I, and I, I find that what you specialize in. So Leslie is a registered dietitian, certified lactation counselor, and she, her niche, her specialty is gestational diabetes. And I honestly did not know I, I, I've never gone down the rabbit hole because, again, I had a very easy pregnancy. I, I did, I will say this, by 30 weeks, I was like, get her out. Get her out. I don't <laughs> want to deal with this anymore. I've, I've eaten all the bread, all the cheese. I'm over it. Now, what you specialize in is so unbelievably fascinating. But I want to rewind back first bef- because you were not – focused on that at first. You, you, what I had read, cause I, you know, I've been reading all about you, my, my love. Um, <laughs> you, you were in more of like a, a cushier job that, you know, it was kind of like streamlined and you like, you knew you were going to work and then you were coming home. And then I, yeah. I f- from what I gather, you wanted more. So I would love to hear your journey of how you came to be just the expert with gestational diabetes. Yeah. So I, my whole registered dietitian career, I have worked with pregnant women, but you're right. The first five years of my nutrition career, I worked um, here in the States. We have a government funded program called WIC or Women, Infant and Children. And it's really to provide nutrition education for just that, like pregnant women, breastfeeding women, infants and children up to the age of five. And I really loved it. Um, but you're right. It's like you go in, you clock in, you do your work, get your nice lunch break, clock out, go on with your life. Don't think about it when you're home. Um, from there, I actually did work about two years at a high-risk OB doctor's office. And again, same thing, like you clock in and clock out. But that was um, only working with gestational diabetic moms. So I really started to understand the challenges that these women face. And I really loved it from a nutrition perspective because it gave me actual um, real obtainable goals and things to work with them on nutrition specifically. You know, I love general nutrition for pregnancy. It's really, really important. But um, gestational diabetes was more of a challenge to help women try to figure this out and um, really work with playing with nutrition and helping to lower blood sugars. So 
I just started to realize that the women that were coming to this high risk doctor's office were just seeing me one time and not getting the support that they needed. So I, I'm like, I could do this better. (laughs) I could do this on my own. And so, and so from there, you just then decided that you wanted to create your own practice. Is that, is that basically the route that you went? Yeah. I mean, I had seen other dietitians and other niches start to do this, take their online uh, private practice to market it on social media, which was crazy to me in the beginning, like really. Um, But we're reaching so many people that way. And I thought if local women here in Dayton, Ohio, were having these problems, I'm sure women everywhere are having these problems and they're not really getting the education and support that they need. You know, they're getting a lot of misinformation, to be really honest. So I thought I could build a program where I'm giving them like daily support and they're getting the resources and and the guidance and just like the moral support that you need to make it through gestational diabetes. And are you are you running that primarily like through like your Facebook community or is it just on Instagram? Like whereabouts are, are you keeping the space? Yeah, I'm mainly on Instagram. I do run the program itself once you become a client through a private Facebook group. Okay. That's where I just house everything and that's a place where they can check in with me. Um, but I'm pretty much only on Instagram as far as marketing that and um, talking about gestational diabetes to the, the greater public. So I had a client that I was uh, personal trained uh, throughout her journey. And um, around 25, 26 weeks is when she had the test. Tell me about this, the, the, the test to find out if you are, if, if you have gestational diabetes, because I, again, like I, I, this is like, I'm completely like wide eyed and do not know this world. Yeah. So the test typically here in the States, it's between 24 and 28 weeks, you'll be screened. And what that means is that you're going to go in and and take a um, 50 gram sugar drink. Like, so this, I personally think it's disgusting. (laughs) Some people are like, oh, it's good. It tastes fine. I, I, it's not my thing. Um, But it's 50 grams of sugar, which is a lot. And that's like a Mountain Dew. Pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. But it's it's flat. It's ugh, it's just not good. It's not as um, exciting as a Mountain Dew. It's not. It's not even as exciting as I don't even know why that. Mountain Dew came to my head because I've not had one since maybe I was 14. But, you know, yeah. we're just going to roll with that. We're going to roll with that. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, and so, yeah, and then they, they take your blood sugar one hour after you finish that drink and either you pass it or you fail it. Um, if you fail it, then you will go on to take a three-hour version of that test, which means you are now consuming 100 grams of how, sugar. How do you pass this test? This is an instant surge. Like, how on yeah. earth? Like, please tell me that they're looking into changing this test. The test is flawed, for sure. Okay. I don't know where research stands, to be really honest with you, on changing it. I know that providers would probably agree that it's flawed. Um, but as far as I know, there's nothing in the works, like in the immediate future to change that up. That's, that's because to me, I, as soon as I, I mean, I had a lovely cappuccino here. I, <laughs> I can instantly feel the sugar, like the rush. Mm-hmm. So I can't imagine 50 mil of instant sugar. I mean, I would just be like bouncing off the walls. Of course I'm going to fail. 
So yeah. then, and so then and, you go into the three hour test. Yeah. And I will tell you from personal experience, and this is the experience that I hear from everybody else too. I felt like total crap after taking that because what it does is it elevates your blood sugar pretty high and then it crashes because you haven't had anything to eat. You have to go into that fasting. Um, so it, it will make you feel like garbage afterwards. I'm like, there's gotta be a different way, a better way. And then added on top of that, you're carrying a child and so much is changing and moving and hormones and emotions that I, you, yeah, you, I, yeah, I can imagine that you feel like it is the end of the world. Yeah. I mean, you'll just, you you just feel terrible. Oh, now maintaining and, and then, So once you're diagnosed with gestational diabetes, how do you maintain a healthy pregnancy to follow through to, you know, to to the birth? Yeah. And, you know, everyone's journey may look a little different because women come into the pregnancy maybe with different risk factors. So some may already have some insulin resistance going on. Some people may have like family history of diabetes, so they may have a harder time with gestational diabetes. Other people have no risks at all. And they're like, why did I have gestational diabetes? Um, but if you have a placenta, which you will, if you're she pregnant, will. you you end up at risk for having some insulin resistance. That's just kind of the nature of pregnancy. Um, so what I do to start out with women is really focus on balance, right? So there's a lot of um, misinformation about going too low with carbs, but that can actually kind of make things go the other way. It can make blood sugars elevate. Um, So really the key would be balancing the carbohydrate with protein, fat, fiber, spacing your meals out pretty consistently, um, and movement, exercise helps, hydration helps. So I like to take a look at someone as a whole person. Like what's really going on here? You know, Um, how is your sleep? How is your stress? All of these things matter and they really matter for all of us for general health. But I think a lot of times, um, at least here, you know, in in the way that our medical field runs, a lot of that stuff is kind of just pushed off and it's really like, oh, just just go low carb. And like, that's not always going to solve things. So my busy mumsies, as you know, from listening to the show, the whole concept of this podcast was to give you a moment to take a break and let you hear the lessons and learnings from other great mamas who are up to big things in the world and fabulous things. But of course, this show is also unapologetically about the ups and downs of parenting life. Not every day is all rainbows and unicorns. So when I do find something that I know can make a positive impact for you, I'm excited to share. And my sponsor of today's episode is definitely one of my secret hacks for making a positive impact on my day. Every Ready, Set, Jet product is formulated to be vegan, cruelty-free, paraben-free, gluten-free, environmentally conscious, and developed with love in Los Angeles. But the goodness that they put into the world isn't the only reason I love them. Their beauty batons are designed to be the ultimate on-the-go beauty essentials. They do everything. 
They cleanse, hydrate, and deliver full face, buildable color. My beauty batons are almost as essential as my coffee. And let me just say, y'all know how important that coffee is to my life. Ready, Set, Jet is perfect for nonstop lifestyles and wanderlust travelers. Complements all skin tones and skin ages. Contains rich, high pigment color, meaning a little goes a long way. Is marine-powered skincare with antioxidants and youth-restoring ingredients. Bring on the youth. I tell ya, that's right, my fellow mama bears. I said it, youth-restoring. Can you see why I am so excited to share this with you? So you can now discover why I am such a super fan of Ready Set Jet's products. The team over there have created an exclusive deal just for Busy Mumsy podcast listeners. So when you click the link in the show notes right now, you can get 30% off their amazing beauty batons, which are three skincare and makeup sticks that can replace your entire makeup bag. Trust me, Busy Mumsies, you will love these. Head to the link in the show notes right now and don't forget to use the listener-only code BUSY30. That's B-I-Z-Z-I-3-0 when you check out to get that 30% off. See how Ready, Set, Jet's amazing range can inspire you to live in your skin and transform the world. Now on with the show. I'm curious to to then ask because just on a on a, on a different note of the post post delivery you, you have your gorgeous baby and you're leaving the hospital and and they give you kind of like a pamphlet and they say this is what you do and and you do little movement but you need to do movement when you're you know find out that you're diagnosed with gestational diabetes they give you a little pamphlet and they're just like this is what you're supposed to do and like goodbye like do do you feel that you know the, the system in America right now is not supporting and giving enough or checking in like what are what are the updates for for sure we are not doing enough i think we should be educating women about the possibility of gestational diabetes at the very first prenatal appointment like hey this can be a normal progression of pregnancy you're not a failure if you're diagnosed it doesn't mean that you're necessarily like unhealthy it can be managed and you can completely have a normal pregnancy and a healthy baby. And I think that would take away so much unneeded stress and overwhelm if you end up diagnosed. But yeah, a lot of times doctor's offices are just handing women a handout, like you said, and it's like, here's a list. Don't eat this. Do eat this. And then women will come to me and they're like, but I don't know what that means on a day-to-day basis. Like I'm packing my lunch to go to work and I just, I don't understand how to make this work for me. But then how does it also affect a vegetarian, a, a vegan? Like, how yeah. how do you navigate this, at, you know, having been diagnosed with gestational diabetes? How, how, how do you navigate your plate? Right. Yeah, it can be hard. And, I mean, um, I mean, you know, with a vegetarian or vegan, a lot of the uh, protein foods that they would rely on also have a decent amount of carbohydrate. Okay. And... You know, I think plant-based is a great way to eat and vegan, you know, if you can do it, great. Um, Sometimes it's harder with blood sugar control, to be real honest, because there needs to be a lot of protein going on with the carbohydrate. But yeah, that's where it would be really important that those people are working hand in hand with a dietitian. You know, if their doctor just hands them a list of do eat this and it's all meat, they're like, I don't eat meat. It's not helpful. Oh my gosh, you must see so many women coming through your community that are yeah. just like fuming, just 
smoke out the ears of just like what what do I do? It's yeah, it's so great it's, that you are that you're creating a space that you're you know making you know you're putting so much effort into it to to help and to nourish because during pregnancy I I just found when I got to 25 to 30 weeks I my my level my 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 mental state shifted yeah. drastically and like minor things really got to me and then like big things like I just kind of like rolled off my back did you experience that it's been a while <laughs> I can't remember exactly, but I mean, I know that I was more emotional in general because your hormones are like through the roof. I will tell you that all of my clients say they feel this like gestational diabetes fatigue. Mm -hmm. They're checking their blood sugar 28 times a week. That's if they're not on. That's if they're not on insulin. If they're on insulin through the day, they're checking it more than that. Like that in itself is exhausting. That's like a part-time job. I was going to say it's a full-time job. (laughs) Yeah, really. It is. And then they're also having to think about meals and snacks and what to have. There's a little bit of like thinking ahead to make sure you're well-prepared. So sometimes they're just like over it and I don't blame them. Is there, is there like five tips that you would share that, you know, that would kind of inspire someone that perhaps even, you know, that's listening in other countries that don't, that don't have zero support, like no support at all. Like your top five tips of like how to first handle once you are given the news that you are, um, that, that you have gestational diabetes. Yeah. I think my number one tip the, the message that I try to speak from the, the mountaintops is don't totally eliminate all your carbohydrates. Um, I think there's a big misconception about that. But what we see is a lot of times there's like, if you don't have any carb for a really long time, your blood sugar will probably dip low and then your liver gets panicked and blood sugar then will rebound high. So that would be my number one tip. It's almost everyone's instinct to do that as soon as they get the diagnosis. So I would say, don't do that. <laughs> Um, just maybe make the portions a little bit smaller, make sure you have good protein. Um, I would also recommend a bedtime snack, you know, for most people, it's going to be really important. Um, that fasting blood sugar is like the number one hardest number to control because pregnancy hormones are elevated in the morning as we wake up. So blood sugars in pregnancy can be a little bit higher in the morning. So I would say try a bedtime snack. Um, definitely get some exercise in, some movement, something that you like that's enjoyable. I don't mean you have to like now be an endurance runner right. <laughs> or do something crazy. I mean, how, actually, how often do you find clients that are just like, they, as soon as like you, you start with them, I, I find with training, um, expecting moms are just like, okay, now, now I need to lift like a thousand pounds and I'm, I, I'm training for a half marathon. I'm like, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. You yeah. don't need to do any of that. We need to move. We need to yeah. take your your current structure and we need to shift it, right? You are you are taking what they currently do and we're, you're shifting it and empowering it to make it work, yeah. to make them feel better. Yes, yes. And honestly, sometimes those like real high intensity workouts can elevate our cortisol, which can have a negative impact on blood sugar. So I'd say walk yoga, Pilates, just light hand weight type stuff. Don't go like out of the gate. (laughs) Like you're going to go like become, you know, a marathon runner. Um, So, but I would say movement is really important to help lower blood sugars. And then, you know, 
I would, I would recommend that you do whatever you can to get good rest and sleep to let your body really um, heal and restore and, and just bring those cortisol, cortisol levels down. Um, but then leading into like my fifth tip would be to manage your stress. And that sometimes is much harder than the food portion of things. So if it is taking a walk or meditating or maybe asking your provider, can I take a mental health day and like not check my blood sugars today or today's my anniversary? Would that be okay? I I would always recommend to clear it by your doctor. Um, But I have a lot of clients who do really well. They know the food. You know, they've been in my program for a while. They've, They've got the balance down. Their blood sugars are great. It's their anniversary. Why can't you enjoy it? Leave your blood sugar monitor at home for one meal, right? Like one out of 28 that we talked about. And most providers will allow that. So, you know, in the holidays, clients were doing that around like Thanksgiving, Christmas, just asking if they could have a day off for their mental health and just to enjoy it because it, you got to enjoy your pregnancy. It only lasts yeah, so I, long. Yeah, I feel like it, it, like once you are diagnosed with something or made a sciatica, well, let's even go that route, just sciatica alone, you feel like everything just spirals out of control because of the hormones and you, you want to, you know, give birth to this extremely healthy, like wonderful human. Right. So it's just like, I I do feel like you, that you need that one day of mental health or of some sort of like step back clarity. Um, Mm -hmm. but there's no way to prevent it. I, 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 I did some reading and say, it's not your fault that you, that you ended up being diagnosed with gestational diabetes. Right. Yeah. I mean, there, I think I always tell women like that reach out to me in the preconception stage or they're newly pregnant or they've had a previous gestational diabetic pregnancy, but they're not yet diagnosed this pregnancy. They just kind of want to know what to do. And I always think it's really smart to start with your balanced nutrition, good sleep, hygiene, stress reduction, easy, gentle movement, start with all of those things that we would do to manage blood sugars early, as early as you can. Um, And, you know, maybe your insulin resistant, your insulin resistance won't be um, as bad if, if you do all of those things. So maybe you could not be diagnosed. You know, I don't know that it's purely preventable. Um, if you've had gestational diabetes one time in a pregnancy, you're much more likely to have it again. So you could maybe not be diagnosed until the end. Like a lot of times in that second pregnancy, you'll be diagnosed in the first trimester. But if you start all of that early, maybe you could keep that insulin resistance at bay until till the end of pregnancy. So I, I think that helps. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, I mean, honestly, it, it is such it is such a world that I, I I honestly had no clue. And I, I do hope that anyone listening to this Busy Mumsy podcast learned so much and just dives onto your Instagram to learn so much more because I love all the different captions you do in the food pairings. And you did one on mac and cheese, by the way. <laughs> yes. Um, oh, I, I, I've, I'm watching like all of it, Leslie. The mac and cheese, I, I do want you to know that I am a, I am guilty of enjoying that blue box of mac and cheese from America. And I may have had numerous friends send it to me. 
It's a comfort food, right? It's a comfort food. And, and, and what I do love about your platform is that you do, you do hone in on all those amazing comfort foods that you, you just can't tell me to say no to it. But you, you make it as if like, no, don't say no to it. Just shift. Just, just kind of shift over to this and then all is going to be fine where you have your mental sanity and you can mm-hmm. enjoy that delicious treat if you will. Right? I, 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 right? I absolutely love it and I absolutely support it. And I am so happy that the mac and cheese made it on your profile and that it was staying. <laughs> it was music to my ears, Leslie, music yes. to my ears. Yes. I have to ask you one more thing before we part ways. And I want you to give expecting busy mumsies. They want all the advice in the world. I, you, you, you went through it. I went through it and everyone kind of like gives advice, right? Now that you're on the other side and you have two beautiful boys and, you know, you, you work with wonderful clients that are expecting, what is any sort of advice? And you can't use the never Google it because that is my number one, never Google it. But <laughs> That is good advice, It's though. so good advice, right? So, um, but what, what is it that you would tell any expecting mumsy? Yeah, you know, I think in just the work that I do, if you if we zoom out and look at the bigger picture as a mom who has maybe some type of lived experience with older kids, I would say have grace with yourself, like be easy on yourself. Um, pregnancy is only nine, 10 months. It doesn't last forever. So enjoy it. You know, I don't want someone to spend their entire pregnancy stressed and worried. And am I doing it right? Am I eating right? Am I you know, exercising enough or just any of the things. Am I, am I hurting baby by doing this? You know, it's fine to get, to get the right information, but give yourself some time to actually enjoy it. Like treat yourself, be nice to yourself and just have grace. Like, even if there is something that you do that you feel like you've messed up on, it's all right. Like just have grace with yourself. Oh, I love that. I actually think that that's great advice for now. The busy mumsy who is trying to juggle it all. Have grace, yeah. take time, take time for you and to just love and go, oh gosh, I really am crushing it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, yeah, I mean, I try to tell myself that, you know, I'm not, not in maybe motherhood, but just like running a business and as women, we want to do it all, do it all and we want to do it all perfectly. And it's just like, we're human, you know, have grace, be kind to ourselves Oh, thank you so much, Leslie, for joining us on the Busy Mumsy podcast. It, yes. ah, love, thank love, you for love. having me. Oh, my gosh. I was like, she said yes. <laughs> <laughs> of course. I love it. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Busy Mumsy podcast. If you have enjoyed this week's show, then please, please give it some extra love wherever you download your podcast and give it a five-star rating, a high five, a kickball change, a yes, yes, go Busy Mumsies. And don't forget, you can find out more information about this week's guest, what we discussed, and everything else related to the world of Busy Mumsy by clicking the link in the show notes down below. Before we sign off, I have to give one final shout out to the beautiful team over at Ready, Set, Jet, who are my much-loved sponsors for this episode. Myself and Ready, Set, Jet founder, Shalina Vadera, are great friends who connected over two common bonds, a skill for balancing family with entrepreneurship, 
and a deep passion for empowering others to live confidently in their own beauty. So I want you to head to the show notes, click the link, and use the code BUSY30 for a 30% off of your purchase for Ready, Set, Jet. Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the aging process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip (laughs) off. (laughs) To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford, and Craig Revel Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.